Hello, everyone, and welcome to Overtime. This is Dribble's audio companion. I'm your host, Dan Cederholm. And today we are talking with Allison House. And Allison is an independent designer, visual artist, and speaker. Uh, super talented. And um, she had a, a successful career as a product designer at places like Dropbox and Treehouse. And then kind of left that all of that and uh, set out to do uh, 3D illustration and animation and motion design. So she has a really interesting story and a really interesting career change uh, to stay creative. And um, so we get into a lot of cool topics there. And I think you're going to enjoy it very much. Um, before we get there, I just wanted to make a couple announcements. Um, one is uh, we released something called Playbook recently. And I thought I'd mention it again in case you hadn't heard about it. Playbook is uh, for our designers on Dribble, and it's a uh, basically a way to have a instant, uh, lightly customizable portfolio from from anything you've uploaded on Dribble. It's forty eight dollars a year, which is a steal, and it also includes uh, all of the pro features. So you'll you'll be pro as well if you get Playbook. So for more info on that, uh, go to dribble.com/playbook/info. And secondly, I wanted to mention, if you're hiring designers, and uh, I know many of you are, we have uh, a very, very nice job board at dribble.com jobs, and uh, this is where we advertise all sorts of positions for designers. And we just released a couple updates uh, for posting, one of which is uh, recurring job options. So if you're always hiring you can uh, select that option uh, as a subscription and um, have a recurring job that uh, that lasts until you until you cancel it, and rather than paying per per month. And additionally, um, as an extra add-on, you can have your job featured in our weekly replay uh, newsletter and blog post that goes out each Monday. So those things uh, hopefully get you a little more visibility uh, for the position you're hiring in. Hope you take advantage of those. So check out dribble.com slash jobs to post a job and check out jobs for designers. And uh, that's it for the announcements. And now we're going to get to the main event, which is talking with the wonderfully talented Allison House. All right. Welcome, Allison House, to Overtime. Thank you so much for joining us today. Hey, Dan. We're so thrilled to have you here. Hey, yeah, happy to be here. Yeah, where are you? Uh, where are you calling in from today? I'm calling in from Austin, Texas. Yes. Yes. I love Austin, Texas. What do you love about it? Uh, I love well many things about <laughs> it. A lot, mostly the food these days. Um, the barbecue. Barbecue. I was going to ask, are you a barbecue or a taco fan? I'm a. I'm both. I'm both. I totally love it. In fact, if you could stick barbecue in a taco, then. <laughs> Probably, uh, <laughs> they, de- they definitely me. do that here. They definitely do that there, right? Oh my yes. god, I've been learning how to you do brisket. Um, really, like from Aaron Franklin's book, he has a book out. And, no kidding, yeah, anyway. Um, but but this is about you <laughs> and, your st- <laughs> and your story, and not, not about Come my, on, Dan, my, this my, is my bar- interview. <laughs> <laughs> we could do a bar, I would love to do a barbecue show at some point, anyway. Uh, it wouldn't be overtime though, it'd be like something else. So, we're, we're really thrilled to to have you on this show, this little show of ours that we've started a while ago. And uh, obviously, we've been big fans of your work. And it's been really fun to watch sort of your journey as a designer, right? So we're excited to talk about some of your what, what you're doing now and what you were doing before and some of your dribble shots and 
but you know, first, so you're in Austin now, and mm-hmm. I wonder if you could just tell us about your background and where you're from and all that stuff. Because I, I, I mean, I know it sounds like a cliche question, but I'm always fascinated by where people come from. And I think that can get us into like how you got into design and stuff too. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I often find, you know, you get all these like big names and they're from San Francisco or New York city, but they always come from somewhere else. Right. It's usually not there that they started out. Um, Yeah. I, well, I was born in the Midwest. I spent some time in Hong Kong and you were were just mentioning those two words to me recently. So maybe we'll talk about that a little more later. Whoa. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) We have to. Um, I spent about four years there as a kiddo when it was still a British colony and kind of witnessed the handover back to China. Uh, And then we moved back to the States and of all places, we chose Florida to move back to. A little bit of a culture shock to go from British, Chinese-ish culture to the Bible Belt. (laughs) So that was a surprise. Nobody liked the way that I said garage because I said garage. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So I was in the panhandle for a little bit, uh, went to high school in uh, southwest Florida, and then college at UCF, University of Central Florida. Oh, nice. Excellent. Wow. And and, uh, yeah, Florida is, wow, that's I could imagine very different than Hong Kong. <laughs> what, no how, yeah, I mean that's a big that's a big cultural change. So that that's so that's cool. So so did you? Um, how did you get into design? Like how does the design journey for you begin? Does it begin like in Hong Kong or in Florida or or? Um, yeah, I mean for me, I got into design through the web, uh, not just not like I was reading about it, but like I was making it right. Um, I, my first website I built when I was 11, it was in a, some kind of computer class <laughs> when I was in Hong Kong. Um, and it was about Buffy the Vampire Slayer because that was the coolest American thing that I knew of at the time. <laughs> and I, w- awesome. I was asking my teacher, like, how do I change the cursor to a steak? And he was like, that's a little complicated. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's um, fantastic. That's so fantastic. I. When I eventually moved to Florida, uh, a buddy of mine in high school said I have a little, like, web hosting space. I'm like, what's that? I don't know what that is. He's like, well, I'm giving it to you. I was like, okay. So I started to read tutorials. I started to just try and figure out how can I use this space I've been given. The notion of making a website had always been thrilling to me, but I didn't know how to do it. So because I had, okay, FTP, all right, we're going to figure that part out. And I've, you know, started writing a little bit of code and eventually that became a web page. I think my, my first maybe well, official, like my pers- personal site, right? Like my about me site, I think it had Connor Obers from Bright Eyes on it. Oh, nice. Oh, excellent. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm see, just. That's, that, see, that's cool. You're already like cooler and hipper than way more designers out there. <laughs> about that i was right? kind of saying it like eh, not that cool but well, it, 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 there's so much worse that could happen there that, that's pretty that's awesome true. that's true <laughs> that's cool i i yeah so ditto for me in terms of how i got into design the web the web totally like brought everything together for me and um learning ftp you just reminded me like ftp i remember <laughs> like i remember working at this isp and had no, no idea anything about the web and watching this uh, this friend of mine who later became kind of a mentor to me but you know he's on a command line which I hadn't really seen before and he's like he's like doing FTP but he's he's like you know he wrote buy 
like BYE and like, and it was, and it exited. And I was like, whoa, you see, he's talking to the computer. <laughs> and it, and it like, it know, it knew what to do. It like totally blew my mind. <laughs> all it was was so command good. line FTP. Anyway, all right, mm-hmm. that was, a, I, I digress. So, so the that's web, for, so the, that's cool. The web, the web for you inspired design, right? Or, or you to yeah. create things, right? I think so. Yeah. And, and I've always thought about design in that context. And I'm kind of curious if you can relate to this, having also sort of that having been your path into design. Mm-hmm. Like when I eventually moved to San Francisco and, you know, started working for tech companies, a lot of people were like, oh, you must love Dieter Rams or you must love, you know, insert sort of traditional design thing here. And I was like, yeah. who? What? <laughs> I didn't know about any of that. That yeah. wasn't where my passion was. My passion right. was rooted in design for the web. And so that framed the way I thought about all of it. Uh, yeah, uh, totally relate to that. Absolutely. I think it's, um, did you did you go to school for design? Mm-mm. Yeah, okay. I think that's part of it too. I, I didn't either. I ended up dropping out of college. So, <laughs> so uh, but the web brought me to all those things like typography and, and like grids and traditional. Um, but I, I'm the same way. Like I, I didn't, I didn't know about it before the web and it's, it's sort of the, designing for the web opened up all these doors like, Whoa. Okay. And I don't know for, for you, I'm curious if this is, is this is similar, but while the web brought me to design now looking back to my childhood and everything, I, I sort of, I realized, oh, I, I, I should have just, I should have been a designer like way long time ago. Like that's, I, <laughs> that's what I was really interested in, you know, like creating like band posters and skateboard graphics and like that's the kind of like I was always interested in that part of things, uh, yeah. more passionate about that than actually doing the, the activity that was. Um, so I'm curious if you, looking back uh, on your childhood, like do you, do you see like a Oh hey, I was, yeah. I've always had this interest in in visual stuff, and and just didn't didn't know it, or or was interested in something else for a long time, and then trans- transitioned. Or yeah, I think I think I was able to maintain that sort of childhood interest in art, you know, like throughout my teenage years. Yeah. Um, I was we had a, a some piece of software that came with our printer that was like a. Like I, I want to say knockoff Photoshop, but like worse than whatever you imagine that is. It's, it was Whoa. just, you know, very basic functions, really poor UI, totally branded for whatever the printer was called. Um, I made so many little like graphic pieces in that software. I had always like since I was a kid, like whatever my dad had on the computer, I would use if it was Excel, then I would figure out a way to like make something interesting in Excel. If it was like a, there were, I don't know, we had all kinds of apps, especially after we moved to Hong Kong. You can just buy CDs full of pirated. Can I swear on this show? Uh, Sure. Yeah. (laughs) I was just going to say pirated shit. Yeah. (laughs) Please do. (laughs) Okay. But just, it was just like you go into a regular store, the wall is lined with CDs, and they will just have like a hundred different programs on it. That's that's wild. You think that's a uh, um, e- easier, easily accessible in Hong Kong versus U.S. or or more, more yeah, more readily yeah. readily readily available. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> I figured this. I didn't want to like. Absolutely. I don't want to offend our Hong Kong listeners either. Yeah. <laughs> no, 
No, um, it's like for the when I when I was a uh, yeah like around eleven, I found this T-shirt at the mall, and I was so excited because it was a South Park shirt, but like all the colors of the characters were wrong. Like Cartman <laughs> was black, and he had a purple hat, right. but I still got it because I liked South Park, and yeah. I could afford it on my you know right. like the money that I made from uh, Chinese New Year. That was like uh, my entire yes. income, my annual income for the year would be like my red packet income. I'd be like. Yeah, it's time to go to the mall and like you know buy some pirated stuff. So it was easier to buy pirated stuff, or easier and cheaper, I guess, than than yeah. finding finding the actual thing there. Right? Like I'm Probably. not even talking stalls. Like this is a store in the mall, and it's just lo- the <laughs> a, walls a legit, are just lined a legit, legit with, store. Yeah, like selling a real, Yeah, and, and so that 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 also meant like software, right? Like. Lots um, and lots of software so that, games. It's just yeah. we would just go in there and look for interesting Music, stuff. Everything. That, so that's fascinating. Uh, uh, I wonder. Uh, I want to get back to to what you said about Excel and um, how you're using that to create, which I think is brilliant. <laughs> um, and and I wonder if you know. I right now, there all the tools we have seem so complicated, and there's so much to learn, and so much, so many different ways to create stuff. Um, and I wonder if looking back on that time where you're using, you know, what you had available. Um, those constraints that that you had there are the were those almost in a good way. Like you might be looking back, going, "Wow, it was like easier to like be creative then because the tool was so primitive or had these these um, these constraints that that you couldn't control." Yeah, I mean, I think for me, it always comes back to finding a delight in being creative with technology. Uh, when I was really young, like maybe five or so, and I shared a computer with my dad, or really, okay, he owned a computer that I used sometimes. <laughs> um, he would sometimes, like when, you know, really early on, like early Windows systems, when he was just figuring out how to use it, he he made me a folder. And he saved a file to that folder, and it was just like, hey, Allison, I'm just trying out saving a file on this new operating system. <laughs> and that was it. Wow. And he would always leave me these little notes or to encourage me to write. He would write half of a story and leave it for me. Or my all-time favorite <laughs> was uh, he wrote a diary of my cat and he, as if my cat were sneaking up to his office and writing on the computer. <laughs> and then he would leave that for me to find. And it was oh. hilarious. It was always like, you know, oh, my, like, oh, the, the big one came home last night. He seems very anxious from work and doesn't like to talk. But the little <laughs> one loves to play. And I got one of her hair ties and, and it was just so cute. Wow. And just looking back, you know, at the time I was just so entertained by it. But looking back, it's so clear to me how that inspired. But it, it showed me that computers are a way to play. Even though what I played with was often Microsoft Word, <laughs> it was like or Word Perfect at the time, I think Word yeah. or Paint or uh, you know, there's like a whole Corel suite of like you can interior design apps and just like little things that had no immediately immediate professional use to like a five or six or seven year old, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, but the introduction, that seed of that idea that you can do something creative in this space has stuck with me for my entire life as just being so satisfying and worth chasing down. Mm, well said. Wow. Yeah, I, I totally agree with all that too. And I, uh, that, is, that is what makes this fun. I, I think I, I, I'm in the same boat in that 
technology is cool and and I'm fascinated by it and but at the same time uh, the, the the real passion is like getting to create things with it and um yeah you, first of all your dad sounds like an awesome person <laughs> for, for doing that <laughs> he is, that's he really really, is. really really cool um uh and and that sort of you know lit the spark right to to use what you had in front of you to to create stuff that's amazing um yeah. so okay so so tell us about later and so you, you it's what's interesting i think well there's a lot of things interesting here but but your career path in terms of coming from product design to what you're doing now, which is m- mostly, correct me if I'm wrong, mostly 3D illustration and motion design, right? Yeah, yeah, 3D illustration and animation. Yeah, it's cool. So I, I think it's really neat that you've, it looks from the outside like you've made a, a real conscious effort to say, look, this I'm doing, I'm doing, I'm changing things up. I'm doing this now, and and not only learning it, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna be, you know, teaching it too, and and um, kind of <laughs> yeah. want to get get into that as well, but. What was the uh, what was the transition like for you there, and what what was there anything that like was there anything or anyone I guess like that sort of triggered that that transition for you? So this started for me. I think this process started for me toward the end of my time at Dropbox, where I started to feel kind of disenchanted with product design. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I kind of felt like, man, you know, I love design. I love making stuff. But I never, I never got into this stuff to build, quote, unquote, products. Like, I, I never, I don't know. There's, in the last several years, this has become, like, my profession is, like, a very commoditized thing, right? Yeah, that's true. That's and, true. yeah, and I, you know, and, and it's, it's so easy to kind of slip into that groupthink mindset um, that is perpetuated, you know, really in like every facet of not necessarily tech culture as a whole, but maybe, you know, in Silicon Valley, the way people think about and talk about stuff, you know, we got to set aggressive deadlines and we have to hit them and we need to be paranoid about our competitors. <laughs> like there's a lot of these kind of lines, right, that get repeated over and over again. And Mm -hmm. it was always Mm -hmm. extra bizarre to me when someone at one company would say the exact same thing as someone another company said, but they'd never met. And I would realize they had the same investors Uh. telling them (laughs) what to think. That always tripped me out a little bit. I was like, oh, oh. That's sort of of eye-opening, right? Like who's who's pulling the strings here? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. and so it was that realization was not a quick process for me. It was a, definitely a sort of a slow process because it was so tied up in my identity. And on the one hand, I was seeing it. On the other hand, I wanted to be a part of it, right? Like you want to be yeah. successful. You want to, you know, fit in. You want to make sure that, you know, you want to, you do want to onboard the ideas of the people around you so that you can work with them. Yeah. But I think what, toward the end of my time there, I was, I just, I knew that product design wasn't going to be the next thing. That I had to find something I was passionate about because it wasn't this anymore. Mm. Uh, That was, that was kind of weird for me. I mean, and it's, and there's sort of this double difficulty with it where I also had developed a reputation in that space, right? Uh, people know me for product stuff or whatever, or for Dropbox or something. Um, 
So that made it even trickier in a way because my value or my perceived value to others is aligned with something that I didn't think I wanted to do anymore. Mm. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Right. Um, exactly. So you've you've, yeah. you've built this you've built this career um, being a great product designer, and 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 people know you for that. And and then you realize, well, it, it's not fulfilling the creative. <laughs> The creative uh, wellspring. Wellspring. <laughs> that's exactly what I was searching for. See, um, that's why I couldn't, I couldn't get it because it was just the <laughs> the creative. This is why I love doing this show because I get to learn. I get to learn. I it's like selfishly I get to learn uh, about all this cool stuff. Um, so the creative wellspring. So that it wasn't fulfilling the creative wellspring. So so you decided to. To, to change it up, right? Yeah. And and was was mo- was motion and 3D um something that was sort of always in the background for you or or was it was it literally like a, a quick like whoa, this is this is something that's really exciting. Um I'm going to put all my effort into this or yeah, this is really interesting because I think I think a lot of people hit this this wall Absolutely. with what they're doing, right? And yeah. and and this is kind of fascinating to hear your thought process on, on getting there, uh, making it over to the other side, essentially. Yeah. I think my feeling was that I needed to figure out as quickly as possible what I was excited about, not because I need the next paycheck, but because I needed that for myself. I don't think I'm doing I don't think I'm good at doing work if I'm not excited about it. I, you know, like I'm always like, if it's not fun, I already know it's not going to get done. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah. I try to account for that situation ahead of time. Yeah, um, ditto, ditto here, yeah. Absolutely. But what was I going to do, you know? So I, I I thought I had this big list of things I was interested in. And, and it's kind of interesting because Dribbble is this great sort of narrative, right? Uh, if you look at even even just the colors, and I was thinking about, there's this like little app that I'd love to make sometime if I can find a minute. I was thinking about, you know, you know how you have the color bars that pull the colors for yes. yep. each shot? Yeah. What if you can what if you can do a timeline of how someone's colors change over time? Oh, I wow. feel like that'd be so interesting. Oh, like wow, that would be, that it, would be. it matches trends, right? But for me, I already know it would be like it would go from kind of like beigey green stuff. It's more like grungy, and then it goes to Dropbox blue for a while, and almost nothing but mm. white and Dropbox blue. Right, and then right, when I rebel, <laughs> so to speak, <laughs> against this notion of oh, I'm sick of you know predictable colors and inoffensive blue and green and neutral this. Forget all that, right? Yeah. I I res- sort of to- you know try to tear out of my bonds. <laughs> Yeah. mentally and creatively with an explosion of color. And so Whoa. suddenly things are like overwhelmingly purple and orange and pink and turquoise, right? Well, it's, yeah, it yeah. changes very quickly. But you can also see it even just looking like scrolling through my stuff, right? Absolutely. Oh, that's that's fascinating. Yeah, that's really interesting about the colors. I uh, you, could, you could almost like, if you just looked at what your colors were, you could see the progression of you know, what you were making, what you're creating. Uh, that's really, really cool. We got we to gotta build that. Yeah. <laughs> In this story, purple represents the middle finger. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually thinking of like how you would visualize it. There's Simple. so many different ways you could visualize that, like like the color changing over time. And that's yeah. a fun project. 
That's so awesome. I ended up, I had this big list basically of things, not even a, it wasn't like a written down list. It's just like, okay, what, what's some stuff that looks cool? Like what, you know, let's just try some things. Let's get curious. Like it, I, I, you know, I, I, whenever I hear people who are like way younger than me talk about, I just don't know what my passion is. I often think like the, the next move is not to sit and think about your passion and like what it could be. <laughs> But it's to take action, right? Like, get curious about the world. Try new things. Try something you didn't think you, you know, maybe you won't like it, but just give it a shot because it's not going to just come to you. It has to be developed is my feeling. So I try to find new things to put my energy into to try to develop a new passion. And so there was, you know, I took JavaScript classes. Yeah. <laughs> that was the wrong direction. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, uh, what else? Like I, I was doing more digital painting and you can kind of see, actually, you know what? I, I love dribble for this. I'm glad I'm talking to you about this specifically because it's like, you can see some digital painting abstracts right at yeah. that switch moment. Yeah. Right. Yeah. There's some watercolor painting, a freaking watercolor. Yeah. I haven't touched yeah. a physical, <laughs> that was like the last time I, you know, but I was like, oh, I'm going to do some watercolors now or, you know, whatever. But it's all of these are like little, oh, or like I was trying to make a typeface. Yeah, cute. yeah, but uh, yeah, I'm glad I didn't finish that because it's not so that you, cute. You were just uh, <laughs> you were trying. Oh no, it's it awesome. I uh, you should finish it, but oh. uh, yeah. So you're trying a bunch of different things, like based on yes, what you what what excites you, right? Like what what would get you up in the morning to to work on more of? Um, I think that's yeah, like I think that's let's brilliant. just give it a shot. Yeah, and and so um, a lot see, of this stuff was on was once, on on your own, right? Like mm -hmm. this was this these were projects that you were. Uh, it's just experimenting yeah. with, right, to try to find uh, find your niche again. Yeah. Exactly. I picked up some product design work freelance during the day. I had a great client, this ex-Google guy who was interested in childcare and trying to build a, a really uh, empathetically rooted childcare app. So I had such a good time working with him and learning about, like, you know, neurology for kids. It was great. Uh, so I had – I was – satisfied with what I was doing in the day. But, you know, as soon as I was done, I was jamming on as many experiments as I could because I knew that this, that I needed something that would be next. Right. Yeah. 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 That's, a, that's, that's awesome. And, and then you, you found it, right? Yeah. As, as soon as I, when that bomb gift shows up on my feed, that's it. Like everything after that is 3D. <laughs> <laughs> if it's it. not clear enough that that's what I want to do. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's but, the moment. Okay, remember that's the, the first time, like, you wrote a little bit of HTML or CS, like, the first time you saw the result of what you had written? Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's like, oh, like, you're, oh, yeah. like your stomach drops a little bit, like, your heart rate, well, I don't know, what am I describing here? But it's like, no, you just, you have right. such a, uh, like, a, a fundamentally human reaction to it that is only initiated by a response to your own satisfied creativity, right? Yeah. Like, oh, I did that. I made that. And wow, do I, that I, whoa, I got a little jolt from it, right? It's like a shot in the veins. Yes. Yes. They totally do. Some in drugs. fact, I, I remember the moment. I rem <laughs> I, we're getting cosmic here. It's good. So I remember the moment that, that uh, when I, I remember, like you know, late nights learning HTML on my own, and and um, and doing my my first JavaScript like rollover image thing, and like figuring it out. I remember like the victory that I felt when I, when I saw it work, and it 
and it did. And I was like, man, I'm, I'm like, I'm coding. <laughs> I'm like a programmer Basically now. a hacker. Yeah, I'm a hacker now. And this is awesome. And like yeah. I had like the Matrix screensaver, you know, like, like whoa. Oh, yes. And I thought I was cool. Was so, this around 1999? Yeah, yeah, exactly. This is like late, late, uh, late 90s. But I, I got you. <laughs> <laughs> but I totally understand. Like, I totally relate to what you're saying. It's it's uh, in that kind of feeling, like being really excited about the result. Like you said, I think that's yeah. that's like absolutely crucial for fueling more of what you're what you're doing, and and, and it kind of like confirms, like, okay, I'm doing I'm doing I'm doing a, a good thing here. This is this is going to make me happy. Yeah, totally. Okay, so that this is this is cool, and and I love that your dribble feed kind of documents this this journey you've had, like this change and this transition. So, and there's actually a couple there's a couple shots that I wanted to specifically ask you about, just to get like a little bit like a story behind uh, how they came about or what what was going on at the time. Um, and uh, the first one is is called volumetric drive by, and this is actually. This is from way back in May of 2014, so a couple of years ago now. But I just I remember this this shot, I just remember loving this shot because you know it's a it's a perfect GIF loop, right? Which is like a talent in itself. You know, it's something that loops that that doesn't <laughs> doesn't seem like it's looping, right? It just it looks natural, and it's just these three windows with this, the light coming through. And I'm particularly amazed by what you've done with light there and and the motion that's in there and. I just wonder if there's any any memory from from you in creating that, and if this was one of those early experimentations that 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 you that you were playing around with, or if this was maybe for a specific project or or whatever. Oh, this was definitely super early. This is in the first two weeks of me oh, learning. No way, 3D. really? Two yeah. weeks. So really early. That's insane. Yeah, the Tweety video came at the three week mark. So oh wow, kind of, that's another one look, I want to talk about. You can kind of imagine the. <laughs> the timeline. Um, so this crazy. was really early. I had discovered a couple things that made this come together from sort of a technical perspective in cinema. One is how you can do uh, perfect isometric grids. Yeah. Uh, so those windows are perfectly isometric, which give this really nice sort of um, the, the it gives nice forms to those light beams as yeah, they pour it does. through. It does. And yes. second, of course, is volumetric lighting. <laughs> Uh, um, which I just desperately wanted to know about. I was like, how do I juice up? Okay, I, I know how to okay put a light over an object, but how do I really juice that up? And when I figured it out, I said, okay, I got, well, I got, you know, it kind of reminded me of when I was a kid and I was lying in my bedroom and I would, was like still awake. I'm supposed to be asleep. My parents are like, go to bed. And cars would drive by. And so instead of sleeping, I would watch the light kind of, you know, flit across the room yeah, and yeah. make shapes on, you know, and shadows and all that stuff. Um, and it, so it's kind of reminded me of that. So I wanted to make a, a simple GIF, you know, in this uh, evolving style, newfound style um, that captured that nostalgia. And like mm. I, I was telling you, I, I, this was around the time I had gone back to, you know, where I spent time as a kid and, um, I think trying to get back in touch, or like have the work I produce relate more to who I am and not who a brand is. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah, it, like right, have it right. have it be me on a plate, 
Oh, yeah. like I used to, <laughs> I used to joke that like whenever I watched MasterChef, you know, like Gordon <laughs> Ramsay will look like look with disdain at people's dishes and be like, "Is this you on a plate?" And I would just be like, "Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry, Gordon. It's not. It's not. <laughs> it's not me. You're right." <laughs> So I was about to go into my Gordon Ramsay uh, impression, but I, I'll, I'll stop. <laughs> oh, please do, because I can't do it. You know, otherwise I would have been all accent there. I'm just remembering like Hell's Kitchen. I particularly got into, and he just there was a lot of great yelling in that one, um, that show. Uh, you know, you idiot. You know, like just totally <laughs> d- demoralizing, like or dehumanizing these these chefs and. It and is. Uh, Incredible, but anyway, um, the but yelling anyway, is good, but, but I yell, love yeah, when he yeah. just goes, he just shakes his head like something's such a shame, and he just goes, dumb, dumb, <laughs> dumb, dumb. That's almost more. That's almost more. It almost hurts hurts more than than him yelling, right? It's yeah, like him him like I'm disappointed, not mad, right? I'm disappointed, I'm disappointed. Like he, he's like <laughs> yeah. he knows that you're like capable of better, and he's like just really disappointed in it. Like that's 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 rough. <laughs> that's really rough. Um, well, so, so I love, I love the story behind this. See, it makes me like this shot even more because, um, like the whole childhood, you know, watching light coming through the windows and, thing, and everything. Um, and then like yeah. the, you figuring out like, Hey, how do you make the light more interesting? Like instead of just like this color change coming through the window. Right. I just, I'm blown away that this is two weeks into your, I want to make motion things. <laughs> That's pretty pretty impressive. Yeah, it was pretty fresh. I mean, That's the amazing. actual setup, and this is part of why I'm so excited to share 3D stuff with designers because they have the visual chops already, right? But mm. they haven't mm-hmm. looked inside the black box that is 3D. They yeah. don't know how complicated or not complicated something is. And so, so when true. I demo stuff, instantly they know. And for a lot of folks, I've seen, okay, now they have the confidence to give it a shot. And then they keep producing work and it keeps going. And then I'm like, oh, six months later, they're still doing it. So that being able, you know, I mentioned that feeling earlier that I'm like chasing down, right? That spark. Being able to connect other people with that is so satisfying. Oh, wow. Well, everyone, we're we're lucky that you're, that you wanted to share that. And I want to, I want to ask more about that too. Um, Yeah. So tell us about uh, the next shot I'm going to talk about is Tweety's summer noon music video. Mm-hmm. Um, this is a, uh, 3d, 3d video you've created for Tweety, mm-hmm. the band, which is, I'm a fan cause it's Jeff Tweety. I was a huge uncle Tupelo fan back in the day. And then, oh, cool. and, yes. then and okay. also Wilco, um, mm-hmm. and then, uh, his son, Spencer, awesome drummer. So anyway, tell me about how this came about. And also, um, I think you mentioned earlier that this was like three weeks into <laughs> you learning this <laughs> yeah. stuff, which is kind of mind-blowing, actually, Like, um, because there's a lot of complexity here with following this balloon through awesome world. So anyway, sure, tell, yeah. tell us about how this came came around. Yeah. Um, this... Man, this... I mean, this music video was a huge challenge for me. At the time, I had done approximately the amount of work that you see on Dribble, <laughs> which, you know, was a lot of production for the amount of time that I've been working with 3D. And I was trying to make something almost every day and posting in other places as well. Um, and I think it was actually the shot a couple before the Tweety one, where there's a lake scene 
and sort of yes. a stillness. Yeah. And I think it's actually called stillness. Yes. Um, that was what sort of caught Spencer's eye. Oh, but he cool. had been following my um, sort of newfound productivity in the 3D animation realm and reached out to me about doing the music video. Um, it. Wow. I had yeah. been following him for a while. It wasn't like completely out of the blue. Like I, he was interested in design and apps. Um, and he, when he, when he was in high school, which he just graduated. <laughs> I mean, wow, this, this yeah. kid is way ahead of all of us. He is, um, he is, he is. Oh my gosh. And he's really like just a great person, really thoughtful and extremely intelligent. Mm. Uh, so I had a, a really good time working with him. Um but, you know, I, I had at least produced enough at that point to prove what I could make. Yeah, right, right. So um, I got, yeah, I got in touch with their, you know, like Wilco's management and, you know, started breaking down what I need to do with them. And I'm just sitting here like, okay, on the one hand, the longest animation I've done is two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> right. Wow. Yeah. Uh, I don't own any video editing software. Uh, I've been doing this for about three weeks. Wow. Uh, you know, I'm like going through all these things in my head. But on the other hand, it's Tweety. <laughs> right. Right. So I just, you know, I was like, yes, I'll figure it out. Wow. And wow. Did I, you have like a deadline or anything or like a hard deadline for it? Or? Yes. It was oh, wow. three weeks away. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. God. It was so – because they it was to launch the single. This is their first single. That's right. It was their first single, yeah. Oh, my <laughs> yeah. gosh. It was bananas. Um, But and, – and so, you know, there was like a ton of elbow grease that went into that. But in terms of how I approached it, I I only could rely on how I approach any design project, Right. So I, I built a prototype <laughs> to test whether I could make certain like visuals or animations work. Yeah. Uh, I you know did a bunch of concepts and I, yeah, so I and I sent those over and they were like, oh, we like this. I was like, oh my gosh, it's working. <laughs> oh, nice. Like before, so you you didn't go off into a dark room for three weeks and then say, here's the videos. Is a little more collaborative, and then you're showing them. Oh, very, plus. yeah, cool, very, cool. yes. And I, I think, I, I think I'm fortunate to have had prior design experience here, right? Because one of the big things is the constant communication. Uh, you really don't want to like blindside anybody when you just show up with like, oh, I'm done. Here's my magnificent piece of work. It's got to be if you're going to work iteratively, that means collaboration needs to work iteratively as well. Yeah. Um, so they were on tour. <laughs> So I was probably like trying to bite more of their time than they had. <laughs> but every every little like at the end of every day, basically I was nonstop on this. I actually that client I mentioned earlier, I was working with him at the time and I I asked him if he could do me a huge favor and give me a little break uh so I could only do this for the, those 3 weeks. So I was dawn to I mean dusk is I would like I was whatever up working on it and asleep and then I'd get up in the middle of the night sometimes because I was like oh my god it's due in three weeks <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and then I'd work on it yeah. some more uh it was not really until the last couple days where I was like oh I could you know breathe yeah. a little bit this is gonna happen <laughs> yeah like I'm actually gonna make it I mean there's just so many scenes and I was learning so much along the way and I even 
um, like in that next shot that you see right after that one, where the the frame for it, the the sort of first frame where that balloon is going up. Yeah, yeah. Um, that yeah. one started out like really dense and blocky looking, and uh, there's I think there's a scene that made it in that kind of still looked that way. But I I had time at the end of it. I was like, oh my gosh, done is better than perfect. That totally worked. <laughs> now I have like three hours left. I'm going to fix this. So I was able to even go back and revise a few scenes. But I think that approach to like, you know, if you, you've ever been on a st- deadline for software, yeah. uh, you know, you, you actually can't miss it. You can, it's, it's going out. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that, that one's not, There's that no one wasn't, wasn't flexible at all, right? It was just, it had right. to be done. Yeah. So, wow, yeah. that's some pressure. Yeah. serious pressure considering like you're, I don't want to say you're still learning. Well, I guess you, you are, you're still learning Always, sort of yes. how, to, how to put this together. What, what did you, what, what did you use primarily to, to create it then in terms of software and stuff? Sure. Uh, Cinema 4D. Yeah, okay. I used so. a 30 day trial of Adobe Premiere. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. We will not tell anyone. Oh wait, you just did. Um, <laughs> That's amazing. Uh, it works, and, and, and then so. the, and then the finished product, you, you did it, and you pulled it off, and it's and it's awesome. Thanks. And um, I assume the band was happy too, because you know this is their first single too, so it was kind of a big deal. Um, yeah, and they were just a pleasure to work with too. They were so supportive of every everything I sent them. They were like, you know, would give me good feedback, but in terms yeah. of the direction I wanted to go, it was. There's a ton of freedom there, so I really appreciated that. Oh, that's awesome. That's so cool. Yeah, this is so. This is way impressive. See, I'm glad we're talking to you about all this stuff because you know, watching it on Dribble or you know through other other channels or whatever, you know, I don't think you'd ever guess that you had just started doing this type of work like <laughs> mere weeks yeah. before that. You know, so that's pretty amazing. Um, and, and it's cool that you said earlier that like designer, you know, sort of static visual designers that maybe are intimidated by 3D and motion should probably just dip their toes in it right to see to see how it works because a lot of the the visual chops can be can be um applied here right yeah i think there is this I like I've noticed that when people talk about animation for say CSS or just for UI or anything like that there is a tendency to get so technical about it uh to kind of you know I've I've read some posts people have written about that topic and it almost reads like a piece from a textbook or something here's what you need to know about it right it's like okay there's this type of motion and this type of curve this is the formula for the and it I, I think if you just want to try it, you don't need to know any of that, right? Yeah. I want to move something from point A to point B. Okay. How do I say this is state A and this is state B and then get it to move in between? Mm-hmm. That ain't that tough, right? <laughs> if, as long as you don't get bogged down in your own sort of, you know, <laughs> mind palace of anxiety, <laughs> things are a lot easier. So I don't know. Animation is, it's not an easy thing by any means, right? But getting started is not that difficult. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, that's good to hear. That's encouraging. Actually, the, the, this whole conversation has been encouraging in, ter- in terms of, you know, people that want to get into this um, uh, that are already doing visual design. Um, yep. You might you might have encouraged a whole 
the next generation of, <laughs> of this type of stuff. It's awesome. I mean, I think 3D needs us. I think 3D needs exceptional visual designers. Yeah, yeah. Uh, we have a lot of, you know, and we, there are, I, of course, can't help but see the parallels with tech, but there are a lot of kind of like 3D gearheads, right? And they are determining what the software looks like. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And so I, I've been in some interesting conversations recently with people who are maybe going to put out, you know, NDAs. I'm like trying to say this as in the, as, as ambiguously as possible. Oh yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> but you know, it, 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 I, I'm hoping to see more basically user friendly software in future mm. that isn't quite so technical and complicated, and you have to know all these panels, and there's just huge right. lists of things, and why are they there? Oh, it's a legacy thing. You know, I I really want, you know, I can I can do what I can as an educator, right, to make this easier and more accessible. But I need I I would love to see the software match that inclination. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so so you think you think that's part of it? Then maybe the tools the tools uh, like look intimidating on uh, from the outside, and maybe that discourages some people from from creating stuff. Sure. If I had just opened cinema and looked at it, I would not know where to go, what to do, what anything is. Yeah, no, I certainly wouldn't either. (laughs) Yeah. As opposed to Excel, which you can open up and start (laughs) playing around with it, right? Oh, I can click in. Oh, okay. Yep. I I know what you mean. Yeah. Like, yeah. Um, Well, so this is a good segue into another project that you're working on, which is 3D for designers, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. and, And tell us about this. So this is... Uh, right now, it's a, a it's a semi mysterious landing page <laughs> where you can kind of get uh, enter your email for updates. But um, tell us about what that's going to be because I, I have a feeling that it's going to be really interesting from what we were just talking about. Yeah, so it is an introductory 3D course that is specifically geared toward people who already have the visual chops, people who are not new to design but are beginners in the 3D world. So it covers a lot of the basics of 3D, but comes from the perspective of beautiful visuals, uh, and often Mm. simpler visuals, flat visuals even, or isometric is another thing we mentioned, you know, more stylistic 3D that doesn't, you know, it's not the Michael Bay stuff, right? It's not for broadcast or that type of media. It's to be used in design, whether that's in an an illustration or in a, you know, a GIF or a, you know, short animation or something along those lines, but it's uh, for the designer to learn. Yeah, that's that's super good. I mean that that's that's awesome. I think that's what I think that's what 3D needs, right? Like the stuff we were just talking about. Like if if the tools out there are intimidating and and no one's sort of come at it from a purely visual standpoint, then uh, that's probably why you don't see more of it, right? So uh, yeah. this is exciting. Um, what's what's the plan for for the next you know the next step for that? Is it is it something you're working on behind the scenes or something that's that's coming out soon or yeah so a few things are happening one we're just talking to the people who are signing up for the list to get an understanding of what their goals are what they want to learn um so for anybody who signs up if you get an email from me write me back Um, secondly, I'm, uh, this summer in Austin, I'm going to be launching a series of workshops. Uh, I think it's going to be at the Iron Yard, but TBD, where we'll do half day workshops, um, covering a lot of the same content that's going to be eventually in an online course. Um, I have actually a history with education. Um, I have taught in the classroom before, and it's really, really important to me that this isn't just like, 
a content marketing thing or like a, you know, let me make this course and really quick and then, you know, write all this long form marketing copy for it. Yeah, it's, yeah. I, it has to be tested. I need to make sure I cover every angle. I need to understand where students are coming from. So I need to do this in person first so that I can really shape the course into something that's going to be incredibly valuable. So that's kind of where I'm at with it right now. And then after this sort of beta testing period, we're going to film the real deal. Wow. This is exciting. So people need to keep an eye out on uh, 3dfordesigners.com. Is that right? The, yep, that's okay. the one. That's the URL. Man, this is going to be awesome. Yeah, thanks. Um, I'm excited so, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, we're, we're excited to see it because, I mean, if you, I think from, uh, you know, someone that could pick this up and, and create something within weeks that, you know, uh, conceivably like uh, hundreds of thousands or millions of people have seen, it's like, uh, this is the person I want to learn from. And uh, <laughs> so I think this is going to be really valuable for everybody. Um, so uh, thanks so much for joining us, uh, Allison. This has been pretty awesome talk about all sorts of stuff and um, really appreciate you being on the show. Thanks for having me. Uh, I had an absolute blast talking to you and getting to know you better. So this is great. Yay. And and so where can people find you other than the 3D for designers? Where should people go find you to get in touch or learn more about what you're doing? Yeah. Uh, Twitter is usually the easiest because uh, I tend to update that the most. I'm just house on Twitter. Uh, you can't spell that wrong. No. Uh, and then that's a pretty. Odd, how that's great that you have house as a handle. Actually, on Dribble too. And Dribble too. Yeah. I'm house on Dribble. I mean, Everywhere important. And on GitHub. <laughs> and people people call you. I should have led with this, but people people call you just house sometimes. Yeah, right? a lot of people just call me house. I love that. It's great. <laughs> okay, so good. So Twitter house on Twitter and house on Dribble. Uh huh. Instagram Allison House. Uh, my website is Allison dot house. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's it. <laughs> I didn't realize house is a is a top level domain. That's incredible. Yeah. There's a house There's like one for everything now, right? Yeah, it's, it's John amazing. Gold has John.gold. So oh, that's perfect. I thought I was unique, but you know. There I know, he is. I know, I know, I know what's next. It's gonna be dot cedar home. And I think <laughs> of that's gonna be, it's gonna be really popular too. I didn't I don't understand why they didn't have that already. I don't I don't either. It's kind of it's kind of ridiculous. <laughs> uh, we're working on it though. Um, but yeah, so thanks again. Everybody should check out um, 3D for Designers and sign up for uh, the updates and go check out Allison's work, obviously on Dribble, but I'll, and uh, follow her on Twitter and stuff. And we'll be, I mean, I can't wait to see what you create next because you, <laughs> you know, it's like, I feel like you're in the, in the early, you're not in the early stages of this stuff, but in, in a way you, you are over the course of your career. So yeah. Um, yeah. We'll be we'll be watching. It'll be, it's gonna be it's gonna be fun to watch. <laughs> I appreciate that. All right. Uh, Dan, you're getting robotic on me. I am. Oh no, robotic again. Yeah, robot Dan. <laughs> robot Dan. <laughs> robot Dan. It's so good though. It's a really good robot, though. <laughs> this is... I, I love it. I this mean, is the best interview ever. Outside of the fact we can't use the audio. This is the best episode oh ever. Oh, my God. It's so good. <laughs> I'm going to make that my ringtone. Well, I, I guess I could wait it, wait it out until it comes, <laughs> comes back again. Just tell me if it's any better, though. Um, okay. <laughs>